Wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 230. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. I think I might have to speak a little bit softer with this microphone because I think I speak too loud for it and there's really no settings on this thing. Where is that but microphone? It's off. It's like it's a tiny little shotgun mic to my oh, right. So it's like off to the right. It's down here. And yeah, it's on like left. Yeah, it's on a little stand. It sounds better than the computer mic that we used last week. And I, I still, I apologize for that. The friggin' the Yeti that I, that's been reliable is shit for me. Just shit the bed. Just, just left me. I might just have to buy a new Yeti, to be honest. Not expensive. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't I like mean, spending this, any kind this, of money. This, this was more than a Yeti. Yeah, of course. I just, I don't know. Maybe I should buy that. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to Vegas next week. You're hot. You're steaming. You're coming. Going in. to you Vegas by the end. They got tricked you into going to Vegas. I think. Huh? That your buddies tricked you to go to Vegas. They forced me to go. I said they no. Tricked they tricked you. They battered you up. They said, Nick, you know, you're the glue that holds this friendship together. You have to I come let, to Vegas, or we won't have a good time. I said no, and I got added to the group chat. Kyle Van Noy's on the TV. I've got NBC Sports Boston on to my to my left right now. Okay. Uh, so what's up? What's up? I mean, listen, last week, <laughs> last week, we're going to talk Sox. We're going to talk Patriots and we're going to touch on the Celtics because we have an entire off season now of Boston Celtics talk that we're going to get into. But I do have one sort of concern with this team as we start the season. Uh, I am, if, if I'm going to be negative about any Boston sports team, and I think that's been pretty evident on this show specifically, it's the Boston Celtics. I did not believe in Danny Ainge. Now that he's gone, I mean, I'm still, I'm scarred from that experience. I'm scarred from the rumors that popped up every single time there was anybody on the, the trade block. Fireworks. Fireworks. Those promised fireworks that never came. Uh, I'm still scarred from that, but I've got some optimism with the Celtics, but I've also got a lot of reservations. Uh, we're going to talk about that near the end. Actually, you know what? You want to just get into that first, get it out of the way. Sure. I like that. my reservation. And this has been like in the back. And, and I don't think this is necessarily a hot take anymore. It used to be a hot take, but I don't think it's a hot take anymore. I am genuinely worried. And, you know, I kind of shifted back in the opposite direction after Monday night's game against Charlotte, the win, the passion that I did see come out of him. But there comes times where I'm like, is, does Jason Tatum really, really have that fire to bring a championship here? Because oh, at see, times I, it doesn't seem like he does. I hate that you're already using this argument. Like, what do you mean? Uh, because already I, I it's been four like, years. Yeah, but like no one can win with the crap that he was given. I don't think like, they should have won yet. But I just sometimes I just don't see that passion, and I just don't I don't I just don't see the energy. But see, I think he he's one of those NBA players that when it matters, he gives it. Like the energy will be there. Yeah, we, he needs to work on the consistency. Like he hasn't shown up in every big game possible. Yeah, but he's what 23, 22. Right. Yeah. Pump the brakes there. I'll be more concerned if they start thinking about trading one of them or like Jalen Brown or him, which I don't think they will do. I don't think Brad Stevens is that stupid. I don't want them to trade either. 
No, I think I think Jalen Brown has proved himself untouchable. Um, I saw Jalen Brown's tweeted, my guy. I saw you tweet this earlier, and I agreed with it because they were like it was the picture of them hugging or whatever it was. I want those two to win a championship together in Boston more than like anything, because there've already been a million people who are like, well, they're not good enough to win together. Trade one of them and get Jimmy Butler. Get trade one of them and get Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, it's still too early to even say that. Yeah, it's crap. It's crap. Look how much better Jalen Brown gets every single year. And Tatum he already looks already, like he took another step. <laughs> and Tatum is already a, like a top 15 player in the league. So he wants to be top five. And I think he can be top five. I really think he has that ability. So you get that. I know we've been saying this for years, but you truly have like two young centerpieces. I would say you might not even need to get them a third piece eventually to win a title because they're not supposed to win a title right now. Oh, I, I think, I think you need a third piece for sure. You think just, just with the way this league structured, I mean, I know the Bucks kind of showed it, uh, kind of disproved this a little bit, but I mean, because Giannis is a freak. Giannis is a whole different animal. But even like, look at the Nets. The Nets felt that they had to go get James Harden to pair with Kyrie Irving and okay, Kevin Durant. That's because to be Kyrie able to Irving win a is psychotic, and you can't trust Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, okay, but either way, you still felt like you already had two of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. I think yeah. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now, and. And he has Steph been. Curry. Steph Curry. I see. I would take Kevin Durant over Steph Curry personally. But they're, they're I mean, pretty damn close. What you can throw him up there, one A, one B, one C, whatever. Uh, but they felt like they had to go get a third. And you know, at this point in the NBA, and it, I know people get upset when you talk about this, but it sort of started with the Celtics, and that's not a knock on them. But you really need a big three right now to win. And the well, Celtics Danny, did that to get their first championship. Miami did it to get their championship. Uh, Golden State. Got, I don't want to say they got lucky. They drafted super well. Yeah, they um, drafted their big three. Yeah. Which yeah, they still but, have together, by the way. Like, yeah, Clay hasn't played yet, but, like, their big three is still there. And right. they're undefeated right now. Like, the Golden State Warriors are a problem this year again. Like, it's great. Basketball, yeah. it, the, the guard has changed. Like, everyone could win. I think there's, like, 10 NBA teams right now that I could say, yeah, you could go win a title this year, which is great. Right. And in what I'm saying, like, I'm not, I'm not against Jason Tatum at all. I love Jason Tatum. He's been, he's, I think he's going to be one of the, one of the great Celtics. This guy is a stud. If he stays, if he stays, if he stays, which worries me, but then you see, that's what we can start worrying about that. That's a conversation we can have. Like, will he stay? Right. But you see him do things. I'm like, do you like Marcus smart? He bleeds green as much grief as a lot of people in this town have given him, including me. Mm -hmm. The guy loves being a, you watched yeah. that game last night. You win that game because of Marcus Smart. Just saying. The guy bleeds green. The guy loves being a Boston that dude Celtic. This is green. Are you kidding me? Yes. Dude, should get it green. checked out. Jason Tatum. I don't Clean know if he does. And and I know. Jalen Brown. I know. Jalen Brown does. Yes. Yes. And it's 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 super hard. The Lakers jersey. A lot of people were giving him grief for it. Which you know I. I get to an extent, but Kobe was like his guy. Kobe Mentor. was the reason. Yeah. Yes. Kobe was the reason he got in the NBA. I, I can't like, I really can't fake get upset about that. I saw a lot of no. people upset about that. I can't get fake upset about that. But as being like, as in, in, it's pretty evident on the show, the Red Sox are my first love. And, you know, if, if I saw Poppy wearing pinstripes, that would rattle me. Do you remember that Sports Center commercial? Yeah. He like no, the Yankees yeah. hat on. Yeah. <laughs> a long with time Wally. ago. It's like yeah. that when Wally was like, oh, what? Uh. 
I think and it's 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 two it's totally like different circumstances, honestly. Yeah. Like I again, I can't get mad at Jason Tatum for wearing that Lakers jersey. Well, I saw you people mad at him on Twitter. If you want to use the Red Sox, compare it to Mookie Betts. What Mookie Betts left, right? And now he's on a Dodger uniform. What if what if Jason Tatum later on leaves and ends up in a Laker uniform or a Clippers uniform, even like yeah, but it's the rivalry aspect. It's okay, like the Lakers are the Celtics rivalry. It would be so, Mookie Betts going to the Yankees. That's true. And it didn't happen. So that's and it would be no, and it, it would be Mookie Betts wearing choosing. pinstripes while he was Yankees. while he was a member of the Red Sox. Like <laughs> that's because uh, that's basically what that was. Yeah. No, that's 100%. what happened. Yeah, it was weird. And it's funny because what the one thing that tweaked me a little bit as a fan of the Celtics was when he when the video had Tatum have that on and he was putting it on and tucking it in, he went like, Oh, I dreamed about this for a very long time. I'm like, I no, know. Oh. Your mouth. <laughs> you know, no. And again, like thoughts. I get it. Like, like Kobe was his mentor. Kobe was his guy. Yeah. And obviously like, I mean, we all grew through, up watching Kobe, Kobe play. Like, right. Kobe. And through these, the horrific circumstances that obviously happened. I mean, yeah, I, I, I give him that meant a lot to him and I'm okay with that. Absolutely. But do you think, do you think Tatum has the patience? I think Brown does. I think Brown wants to be here. It seems like he wants to be, he, he did like the juice pop up in the seaport. Like, I think he wants yeah. to be here. I was going to say, but I am worried. Sorry. This is, this goes off with what you're saying. Say, yeah. but I am worried that that kind of shows that he might be gone when he gets the opportunity. I was like, do you think he has the patience? Because they, I think the worst thing that could have happened to them was that they were so good when Kyrie got hurt. Like they went to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron. They were one game away from the finals and then they all got in their own heads. And then obviously Danny split the team apart. It didn't help the cause. And he started trading pieces like for no reason. Like what, what if, what happens if you, they, Danny just got rid of that whole, they went to the Conference Finals and Danny blo- broke the team up. Danny, but, Danny Ainge is wild. Danny is crazy. <laughs> so this is also a piece of this too is like, does Tatum have the patience? But how, how long are we going to be patient with Brad Stevens, right? Like, I don't doubt I don't give criticism for anything he does this year because he had to clean up what Danny did. Right. Like he had a year. Think about Heim Bloom and Dave Dombrowski. You can't give crap for Heim Bloom for trading Mookie Betts and doing some of the things he had to do to clean up the Dombrowski mess in the farm system, right? Um, and the money situation. You can't give Brad Stevens any crap. The the product is on the floor right now and the roster that Brad Stevens ended up getting together with all the crap that Danny Ainge left him, I applaud him. Like I think for what he had to deal with. Bringing Josh Richardson is a good piece. Uh, getting Dennis Schroeder to sign for a one-year deal is a good addition. Uh, Al Horford coming back, setting a good value add on a low-money deal. Like these are things that you know next year, if he doesn't take that step, then we can criticize him. But like, does Tatum have the patience to wait this out? Because it's going to take it's going to take a couple years to. No, I think he plays out his contract here, the one he signed, because not no one's going to trade Jason Tatum because they all want him to be here like a lifelong Celtic. But like. Do you think after that deal's over, he's going to go, eh, I'm good. I'm going to go play for the, the Knicks. I'm going to go play for the Lakers. Like, The Lakers are, are who I'm worried about the most. I don't know. I, I can see him going to like – I don't see him being like a Miami person. Um, Dude, he, he he loved Kobe Bryant. Kobe I know. was his guy. I think the Lakers are the only one that I could see. But, like, I, look at Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was a diehard Lakers fan. He never went on to play for him. He, he had opportunities to leave, right? He almost did leave a couple times, and he didn't. I think Tatum's here for a very long time, if not his entire career. But I also know that in this day and age, it's very hard for that to be a thing. Like, right. And, and you never know your entire career. You never know with like the outside influences with, with guys being like, Hey, oh, look at come Durant. play he's here. Like boy, he's boys with Durant now and all the Olympic trips and like good for Tatum. He's a part of the Olympic teams. You want a goal, but like, 
those are trips that those start conversations start to happen all the time. And we were excited for that because of Bradley Beal. Then Bradley Beal's gone. Bradley Beal's like, I ain't coming to Boston. I ain't going anywhere. And now they're like undefeated. The Wizards, I've lost like one game, I think now. because they lost. Yeah, no, but didn't Bradley, didn't Bradley Beal leave because he got COVID or something? Yeah. He ended up leaving. He ended up leaving early, which kind of like was a Oh, the was Olympics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never yeah. actually, you know, he got COVID. Yeah. Later. But yeah, no. And, and, but going back to like the, the Jason Tatum wearing uh, Lakers uniform thing, I saw a lot of people pissed off about that. I, again, I can't get mad over that. Like that doesn't make sense to me to really get mad over that. But at the same time, it worries me that he could be gone eventually because like, you know, <laughs> if he like, if he, we were just if the influence. If he gets influenced by some of these guys, say, "Hey, come here, let's build this team, let's get a championship." Especially if it's taking a little while to win a championship in Boston, then you know he he could leave. But at the same time, he's becoming one of those guys. I think that people are going to want to play with. So maybe he can attract somebody, maybe like a Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. To get his ass to Boston, see, I think championship. I, I I do think that Tatum and Brown are becoming people's opportunity to play with. Like I think, I if you're a car out of any towns, I would you you look at Boston and go, oh, I'd like to play with those guys. I could help them, right? Right? Like like I don't think Boston's no longer like like people have signed here. People have, and it's no longer that like it's not a free agent destiny, especially where Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens are no longer the the GM tandem coach with the coaching pair. Like I I think. Tatum and Brown have enough clout in the NBA, especially Tatum now, um, that maybe Carl Anthony Towns or, or someone like that. Maybe – I hate to use this guy's name because I think he signs, but uh, DeAndre Ayton, right, of the Phoenix Suns. Like, they're having issues with their his contract extension. Like, Yeah, he, he might not he, be there. He, he, would, he would like to play with Tatum and Brown, I'm sure, and put him with the – you know what I mean? Like, those are the kind of guys that I think now look at Tatum and Brown and go, well, I could help them win a championship. I could go to Boston and, and win there. Um, as long as Brad helps put the right pieces around them, like – as long as you can make Boston an attractive city to come to again, because we know, we know, we know that the stigma that comes with Boston, uh, the racism allegations against the city, we know it's not a great party place. And a lot of these, a lot of these NBA players, a lot of these stars love to go out to clubs. We don't really have a nightlife here. No, they like to go out to clubs. They like to go out to bars. We don't have that. If you're, if you're a young 20 something year old kid, and you're making millions of dollars, and you like to go out to clubs. You like to go out to bars. You go to Miami. You're using Boston, or you're going to Miami. You're going to or Miami. Or you're going to Los Angeles. Even New or York. New York. Even New York. Yeah. We are not an attractive city when it comes to that kind of stuff. When it comes, I will to say party. though, I think I think that the the racism racism part is always going to be there, unfortunately. Um, but like Jalen Brown's a huge step in the right direction. He's been an advocate of all this forever. Um, email, the email Udoka hire has been huge for that. Almost his entire staff is no longer is also like black, right? Or a minority at least. Um, they're making strides towards that. I don't think that will be an issue as a player. Um, but the nightlife thing will never not be there. So um, as long as Massachusetts gets their head out of their asses, let us stay open later. I mean, you can't even gamble legally inside your state yet. So. Okay, that's a whole <laughs> different story right now. I'm sure you saw my tweet from earlier. That's why I brought it up. Okay. Okay. You know, let's shift out of that. Moral of the story here is we love Jason Tatum. We want him here long term. We want him to finish his career as a Boston Celtic. Jason, just stay. That's Paul all Pierce we want. Some, I will say Paul Pierce might have some influence in this. He, him and Please. Tatum are, are him and Tatum are close. Like him and Tatum are boys. Um, 
every time he's here, you can tell they like each other. They get along. Um, Pierce might end up having a very heavy influence in him staying around. Good. I listen. I love. I'm I'm having a good time watching the Celtics team so far, even though it's been a little frustrating to start. But that win over Charlotte was awesome, giving Charlotte their first loss. I mean, the Knicks overtime game that was a really good game. It was yeah, it was a fun game. Frustrating, but it was a fun game. Um, but the Knicks are also a good team. The Knicks also don't have that stigma anymore. Well, they were uh, top fourteen, weren't they? Top four last year, like they yeah. were a good team. Yeah. Massachusetts gambling. Wasn't going to talk about this, but let's talk about it. Massachusetts, these these senators. Okay, first of all, I read this article that I that I if, if go go check out my Twitter at Nick Wag. I think I just I quote tweeted it or something uh, earlier about the article. So the Massachusetts sports betting bill has already been passed by the House and sitting there in Senate, and the Senate breaks on November seventeenth again. How much time do these guys need off? They just got back from their summer break, and it's it's sitting there and they just voted a week or two ago on the state dinosaur so glad we wasted time to talk about the state damn dinosaur when this bill is sitting here the bill that's that literally is going to generate this state millions of dollars there's questions there's legitimate questions about whether or not they should allow us to gamble on college sports which listen their idea is like okay well these college athletes they don't get they're not getting paid well, first of no, all, they are they now. They, they can now. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's first of all, long, they are now. No, long, no longer an argument. Uh, second of all, and this is like a brand new article. Uh, this is these people are just out of touch. That's what they are. They're just out of touch. Olds. Like they don't. They don't get it. They don't understand it. Uh, fine. Don't let us bet on single player things. That that sounds like it was a concern from this article. Don't let us play on on single like whatever. Like the running back for Boston College gets X, X amount of yards. Touch. Yeah. 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 Just let me bet on the spread. That's all I'm asking. Just let me bet on the spread. You are missing out on millions of dollars. And somebody brought up a good point in the article. They were like, if you don't let Massachusetts gamblers bet on college sports, you're going to lose a lot of revenue. People love betting on college sports. Personally, yeah. I'm not a college sports guy. Betting was. I don't really like to bet on it. I'm a pro sports guy. But Massachusetts would be stupid, stupid to not allow people to bet on college sports. Yeah, I, I think overall, you know, it's funny because until New Hampshire allowed it, right, um, I used to think about the same thing about my state because forever, they, they still don't really allow casinos in the state. Like, I think the only thing that in, in exists in our We've state We've got is, casinos here. Yeah, <laughs> that's the weirdest part about this. The only thing that's allowed in our state is some sort of sports book. So, like, the casinos that exist in New Hampshire are sports books. Like, there's there's actual sports books in New Hampshire, they're, uh, but they don't, they're not allowing any casinos, which is really weird. Massachusetts has casinos. There's Encore has a sports book Encore, already set up. Encore literally just had a grand opening with a million TVs, and they basically called it a sports book without calling it a sports book. And they basically have been saying, as soon as, this is this is a, this is fully functioning a, a sports book when the word happens that we can legally bet in the state of Massachusetts. It's there. It's gonna make so much money. That on, they're like salivating at the opportunity to just flip the switch and go, okay, we're a sports book now. I don't get why. Your state and the Massachusetts is being old timey babies about this. Like it's just it's flip the switch, live for your die, take a message from your friends up here in the northern country, just let them all bet on whatever they want. Just just let us do what we a, want. They're gonna, they're gonna make you a lot of money, and you're not gonna be mad when your pockets are lined with the green stuff. And get out of yeah, get out of our way. Marijuana. I mean the money. Get out make, of our way. Let us gamble. 
yeah, it's absolutely asinine that it's not a thing yet. And that's coming from somebody who can't. Like, that's coming from me, who actually can physically sit on my couch and gamble. It's total crap that you can't. One of the biggest sports states in the country, sports gambling became legal nationwide. And we are one of the few in this area that you're not allowed to. New Hampshire, where you are, allowed to. Rhode Island, you're allowed to. Uh, Connecticut, Connecticut of all places. I hate Connecticut. You're allowed to. Who am I missing? Rhode Island, New Hampshire. Decide who they like. New York, it's legal, right? Jersey. Jersey is. I didn't know if New York. I thought New York recently passed it. Is New York maybe? If so, it's maybe going to happen. But whatever. We're we're sitting around it, and we're just we're sitting here missing out on opportunities for money, not even for my pockets, because there's no way I'm going to win my my bets. I never do. Can you in Maine? I don't think so. I don't think Maine. I don't think Maine knows about it yet. Maine still Maine hasn't gotten what, the news. Does Maine know what DraftKings even is? Yeah, Maine hasn't gotten the news yet that they can even start talking about that. Uh, all right. Before we move on to the Patriots, because we got Patriots, we got Red Sox to talk about in the next 20, 25 minutes. Guys, we talk about our friends over at Manscaped, the number one sponsor for the show, the best sponsor. Guys, do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls. And with anything other than Manscaped, when it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off with free shipping using the code COUCHGUY20. Guys, have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure that you're smelling fresh with their new refined body wash. Fellas, the ladies love their signature scent, and it will scare away those vampires. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle that problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. Their finely tuned pew products feature a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, and did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, a total game changer to your men's hygiene arsenal. The Weed Whacker is a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and their Crop Reviver Ball Toner. We'll make sure that your pumpkins stay fresh. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls... They're going to thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. If you're looking like a a werewolf and haven't cut your nails recently, be sure to look into the Shears 2.0 nail kit. They have a bunch of other life-changing products on their website, so be sure to check it out. Listen up. Get 20% off with free shipping using the code COUCHGUY20. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code couchguy20 at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweenie with Manscaped. All right. Now, Jared's MIA. Jared's <laughs> gone. I'm just going to wait. Going to wait.
No, he's back. Huh? You crapping on me for walking away? No, I just said I was going to wait. My kid fell. I saw your text. Huh? My kid fell off the couch. I had to go help. (laughs) Is she okay? She's fine. I just had to go downstairs. I heard a lot of crying. So I'm like, I'm going to go see what happened. Okay. I plan. Can I leave this in the show? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, just just making sure. I'm not. I'm not. She's a, dad. a very she's a very mobile child. So, I don't understand children. I my girlfriend makes fun of me for this. I have no. I I cannot tell you from the age of three to the age of six what age they are. I thought I thought a three year old was six. The other day I saw a six year old. I thought he was like four. And Amanda was like, "No, this kid is six. I was like, "What? How do you know? How can you tell?" And she was right. Yeah, I can't either, to be honest with you. But I mean, Laura, kids make kids make no sense. Kids don't make um, no sense. But, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Patriots, and then we can get to the Red Sox. So, Patriots beat the Jets, laid a beating on the Jets, fifty-four to thirteen. Jared, yeah. How much stock can you put into that win? Because might I remind you, the Jets stink at football. They just aren't good. Um, <laughs> I think you can take some stuff out of it. Not a lot, but look, I, I think this is the hard part because I think a lot of people, if they want a close game against the Jets for some reason, right? People would have been like, oh, see, that's a terrible one. That's a terrible win. Like, bah. that would have been a real problem. That's what that would have been a real problem. But why can't we look at a blowout and go, no, I think that's a good sign. They actually blew well, out. They did, they did well, what they're supposed to. I can tell you, but I can tell you why. Because if they're I know, close. The Jets suck at football. Because the Jets suck. So if you're close to the Jets, you're like, oh, man, that's that's not good. But yeah. then if you blow them out, you're like, okay, that's what you were supposed to do. So really, there wasn't really an opportunity for them to come out of this game. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this is what the good teams do. Like, like think about the Brady days, right? They, if they don't steamroll the Jets, you're concerned. If they do, great. It's another win you move on. That's how I want to feel with this team. That means they're moving the Brady in the right days, they, they would drop one to the Jets yearly. <laughs> they, they, they would whoop them yearly, and they'd, just, they'd say, hey, let's have fun with it. But like, you look at the, I look at the Bucks game. I know it was a loss. I look at the Cowboys game. I know it was a loss. They both shouldn't have been. Those two games combined with a blow off, blowout win to the Jets like this, like, okay, they're going in the right direction. They have a good team. They're better than three and four. That's just what their record is right now. Like, and the Jets win makes me feel better about with, I mean, yeah, they have a tough game this week against the Chargers, but like, I also thought they were going to get smoked by the Cowboys and the Bucks, and they didn't. So like, I think that they're, what, they're three and four. They should probably be five and two right now. I, I mean, you, you're right where they should be, or they maybe not should be five and two, because I'm still not convinced if Nick Folk nails that field goal. I'm not convinced that Tom Brady doesn't turn it on in that last minute, and then it does what he does what he, we saw him do here for so long, and just move his ass down the field, and they win by a field goal. But well, if they, but but if they went forward on fourth down, then they would have won, which they should have done. Okay, yeah, but now I talked about this briefly last week. We talked about the Bucks game. We talked about the Cowboys game as moral victories in a sense where you saw some flashes and they held their own with two of the best teams in the entire league. The Cowboys are one of the best teams in the entire NFL and so are the Bucks. But now coming up with the Chargers this week, I think you have to win this game because even if it's close, moral victories, who cares? Because yeah. you have to win some of those games that are close if you're going to be playing with the big dogs. It's a statement game, for sure. Because my point, what I'm saying about the Jets game, 
that matters more if they win this weekend, right? Like, think about if you can say, if you want to know. The stock on this game is is out on jury right now. If you want to know about the stock on the Jets game, tell me Monday after they play the Chargers. If they beat the Chargers, then sure. That that means the Jets game was really something. If they lose to the Chargers, then go, ah, it was just the Jets. Like, but I can still take positives from the Jets game because, look, Mac Jones looked phenomenal again. Threw over over 300 passing yards for the first time in his career. Um, the the off the running game was great. Damian Harris, Brandon Bolden, phenomenal. Like, good things. Isaiah Wynn looked better, right? Like, there good things came out of that game. But overall, am I happy about a win? Yes. Can I can I be fully bought in? That, you know, the Jets win means a lot. Well, no, because I want to see them actually win a team that they might not supposed to be. Beat. But the Chargers aren't. They're good. Don't get me wrong. The Chargers are good. But I think they're more they're beatable compared to like the Cowboys and Bucks. Like I would have expected them to beat the Chargers before the Bucks and the Cowboys anyway. See, I, I I would expect to beat the Cowboys before you beat the Chargers, just because the 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 Cowboys had that reputation of falling apart at times. The Chargers, I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a fucking problem in the NFL for a long time. I think this mm-hmm. kid is a stud. Austin mm-hmm. Eckler, Austin Eckler, yeah, I have him. He's great is right behind Derrick Henry for me this year. Just based off of viewing, I think Austin Eckler is the second best running back in the league. Mm-hmm. I do. And I think Jonathan Taylor is right there behind him, which is wild that we are mm-hmm. into this total different situation with running backs than what we were at the start of the year. I think right now it's Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then give me Zeke. Give me Zeke oh, at four. Oh, I've, been on, I've been on Zeke since day one. Everyone's like, Zeke's oh, he's kicking ass. No. He didn't suck calling them his quarterback for an entire season. Like, what is he supposed to do? Zeke is kicking ass, and he looks explosive again. That's what he didn't have for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I just traded for Zeke in one of my fantasy football leagues because I am one in six, and we're going to talk about fantasy football a little bit later. Uh, I am one in six in my big money league, and did I, tell you, did I tell you what our punishment is for the toilet no. bowl? Oh, man, I looked at videos this morning just to see what I, I potentially could be running into, but it's the toilet bowl, so we have a playoff bracket for the yep. losers and whoever loses the playoff bracket, which I'm in clear position to do. I've only beaten one team. And weirdly enough, it's the team that's in first place. <laughs> one of his only losses. Uh, but I've that. lost to everybody else. Uh, do you know what a tens machine is? A what machine? It's, it, I think it's called a tens machine. It's the birth labor simulator. Oh yeah. 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 That was, <laughs> well, this is, oh, I think you did tell me, but this is the one that was your idea. And now no, you this wasn't like, my idea. Oh, I thought it was your idea. No, this is my buddy. This is my other. This is one of my buddy's ideas. They have a machine. We already have it. We don't have to go get one. We already have one. Oh God, good luck. And I mean, dude, look, sitting at one and six. But like, I've got Saquon Barkley. I've got Dave Montgomery. Like, I'm just waiting for them to come back. But I'm screwed. I'm three games out of the last uh, playoff spot right now. But hey, yeah, I think just, biggest just, comeback just, of the year. I just got to win out. Just, just win the toilet bowl. Just win the toilet bowl. Oh, I just got to win out. No, I want to make the playoffs. So I just I have to get to six, but I don't know if I can. I got uh, porked in one. I got porked in my big money league. I can talk. I can tell you that story too. But back to back to the Patriots game. So so I couldn't agree with you more. Where the Jets game, we don't know how much stock you can put in this yet until we see what they do against the Chargers. But there were a lot of bright spots in this game. Like like to me. And you, you know, I'm a big offensive line guy. The offensive line looked great this weekend. Much Isaiah Wynn yeah. Yeah. looked like the guy that we thought he was for the first time all year. Yep. He pancaked to do, mm-hmm. blew him up. Mm-hmm. This offensive play. line. And this was, this offensive line looked good without Trent Brown. 
Yeah. Trent Brown comes back. It's a whole different animal. And when the yeah. offensive line's playing well, Damian Harris plays well. Yep. And this that's the that's the the story that we were supposed to we were sold coming into this year. Great offensive line, running game, and Damian Harris is gonna eat, and then Mac Jones will get get by, right? And then just Mac Jones figured it out quicker, right? And now he's passing the ball crap done, thankfully, finally. And now the offensive line is starting to figure it out, which means now Mac Jones becomes even more dangerous, which you saw this weekend, because the run game can actually function. Right. And I mean, it's just basic football thing. You run games working well, then you at least have, you can then develop the passing game because now they have to worry about, okay, and are they he gonna is run the ball? So good in the play action. I don't know what the numbers are in front of me, but like Mac Jones is lethal. I mean, he's good anyway, but like he's lethal in the play action game. So like, I think, I think it's clear at this point that Mac Jones is going to be very good for a while in this league. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, and I know they're not a great they're record wise. They're under, they're under 500. They shouldn't be whatever. If you're Do we, a page, the char- the Chargers stunk last year, but we knew Justin no, Herbert was good. And then this year they're really good. Like, yeah, it's not going to take that long. Look, if you're the rest of the league, and one of those so-called Patriot haters from the years, right? I hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots for winning. You look at Mac Jones in a Patriot uniform and want to barf because you go, those guys are not going to be bad for more than maybe two seasons, depending on how this year goes. Because last year they obviously suck and can't like. Maybe maybe two years of being terrible, and now they're going to be back in the title contention again starting next year. If not, if not this year, but I don't probably not this year. Like starting next year, I expect them to be back in the hunt every year because they found right. their quarterback. And you know what? You know what is an important thing to note with like the AFC East specifically is everybody knows the Bills are a wagon. The Bills are probably yeah. top two team in the league, not just the yeah. AFC in the league, but we've seen it now where that long-term success doesn't last like what what we've seen is that the patriots what they did for 20 years is doesn't fucking incredible not because look at the chiefs right now the chiefs that were the next dynasty you remember in the early 2000s the mid 2000s the seahawks the next dynasty what happened there you look at the chiefs right now the next dynasty we have the same record chiefs patriots have the same record as the chiefs right now the chiefs and granted, I think they will. I think they'll figure it out. I think. You, you Who think. knows, though? Their defense is horrific. Yeah, it's not good. But even the offense isn't playing great. Nope. And I know they've got a lot of injuries on the offensive line, but it just it just goes to show that maintaining the success isn't as easy as the Patriots really made it look for 20 years. And the Bills, I think they're going to be good for a while. It's not what I'm saying here, but – I wouldn't be shocked if they take a step back in a year or two because that's just what seems to happen. You take a step back and then you reset and do it again. Like that's the standard of what should happen. And you look at the relationship too. I know we talk about this a ton, like with Bill and Brady, like clearly it was, it was rough towards the end, but like you think about how they all managed that for 20 years and, and they made it work and they won and Brady continuously took pay cuts. Like the only reason why they were good for so many years is because Brady barely was paid what he was worth. If at all, Right, no quarterback in today's age. Josh Allen's not going to take a pay cut. No one's taking pay cuts here. Like that's not what these young kids are going to do. Like Tom Brady took pay cuts, Nick, to make this team better. He took pay cuts to be able to keep Wes Welker, uh, to keep Randy Moss, to keep these guys here, to pay Rob Gronkowski. He took pay cuts to make that all work. Um, so like that is something that's also part of this. That this isn't going to happen. Josh Allen's not taking a pay cut. Patty Mahomes is never taking a pay cut. It's not happening. Patty Mahomes has a $500 million deal. Yeah, like it's not happening. So Patrick Mahomes might have fucked this team. That's a hot take. It probably did. Um, What what, are they going to do? What 
Brady and Belichick did for 20 years here will never happen again. And as Patriots fans, you enjoy what happened. And if you're good for two, three, four years at a time, you know you have the quarterback and then suck for a year and then come back, that should be okay with you because you're never going to be – like the AFC Championship is our birthright is no longer a thing. Like yeah. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was nice to be able to sit there and go, well, what are you doing this Sunday? Oh, the Patriots are playing this weekend. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, yeah, I always mark it off on my calendar because they're typically there. Like that's no longer a thing. But they should be good more often than they're not moving forward. Let me read this this clip right here. This little this tweet here from at Hoops Empire underscore. This should scare the shit out of those Patriots haters that you were talking about. That the people who are just they're celebrating, they're running laps, they're dancing on the Patriots grave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Among the rookie quarterbacks, you know who this should make sick to is Kyle Shanahan. Because yeah. rumor has it he wanted Mac Jones, and Mac yeah. Jones fell to 15. Among the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones is first in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns, first in completions, first in completion percentage, first in touchdown percentage, first in QBR, first in on-target percentage, least bad throws, most blitz because your offensive line's been awful. Sucked. Most hit because your offensive wow. line has been awful. And then least time to throw. So he's doing that with the Wait, least because your offensive time line to throw. Terrible. Because your offensive line has <laughs> been terrible. It's been unbelievable. Mac Jones looks like he's going to be a guy in this league. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you, 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 you see people, and I think I saw the all-time passing leader list came out for the in yards. Brady's leading it because old man Brady never stops leading anything in that category for, this for some year. reason. For, not all-time, just this season. Yeah, passing leaders for this season. Um through week seven, Tom Brady is first, 2275, because why not have Tom Brady at 44 years old lead the league in passing yards? Um, but number nine on that list is Mac Jones at 1779. Mac Jones is a top 10 quarterback in terms of passing yards in a system that can't protect him and was supposed to be run first. As a I thought, I thought he thought he only dink and dunked. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was like a system quarterback. I thought he was I thought he, Smith. I thought he threw it five yards or yeah. two yards. See, the, the, the BS that you hear about, oh, well, Mac Jones is going to be like Gardner Minshew or Mac Jones is going to be somewhat like that. It's like, okay, but did, did we think Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady year one? No, T- Tom Brady didn't even play year one. So, like, let's not talk about Mac Jones as the next, like, schmuck of a game manager just because you're bitter the Patriots are going to be good for the next 10 years. Like, can we not? He and plus, like we even saw it this week, he can move a little bit. He he looks faster than Brady ever did in that at this. He age. can like, he can move a little bit. I didn't expect that. He, out of nowhere, he ran and got that first down. I'm like, oh, he did a little little mobility in that guy. Okay, I can get behind this. Look and look what Mac Jones is doing. I'm sorry, but like the receivers don't really aren't really good to me. I I like Jacoby Myers. I, I think Nelson Aguilar signing is going to bite this team in the ass. Yep, I agree. I, I, I like the Kendrick Bourne signing. He like he clearly likes it in New England. He's not going to demand the ball. But Nelson Aguilar, man, woof. Um, the two tight ends are finally figuring it out, and look what's happened. They're spreading the ball around. John Smith looked good. Hunter Henry's had a touchdown the last, what, three games, four games. Mac Jones feeling more comfortable. They're opening up the playbook like they should have from day one. And Mac Jones is coming out looking like the steal of the draft at 15. That – Dime even even over of a pass to Kendrick Bourne. That dime of a pass to Kendrick Bourne 
that led in that what he what he I think what he get tackled at the one. I think did you, he see, this, being, did you see did you see the split video between him and Brady's throw down to Mike Evans like the same exact throw. Mind oh, you, it was beautiful. I, I know I don't disagree with this. I saw it wasn't my thought, but I looked at it closer. Mac made a better throw. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. It was short. Listen, Brady Brady underthrew it. Mac didn't. Mac hit born in stride. I was so I was at the Cowboys game, like I said last week. I was at the Cowboys game. And you know, I've been I've been to a lot of the loudest game I've ever been to there. I was at the AFC championship against the Jaguars. It was awesome. But but the Kendrick Bourne touchdown, the broken play touchdown was one of the most exciting plays I've ever seen live at a football game. It okay. was electric. electric. All right. Let's wrap it up here with the Red Sox. And we're going to talk about this more as we go into the offseason. But so the Red Sox last week, we're talking last week. We basically said they're going to the world series. <laughs> you, you did. What? You, you were did. with me. You no, said, you were with me. I, I said they should because they're up two one and they're hitting the crap out of the ball. You sat here and said, Jared, I think it's over. Jared, it's over. The series is over. It, it looked like it was. And it what happened? Like the Red Sox decided to not hit the baseball for three games. Yeah. They, they, they choked. That's what it is. They choked. And the thing is with those games beforehand, like Kike Hernandez looked like a different hitter. Kike Hernandez, after we had our podcast, shut down. Yep. He went ice cold. And and we did mention this because it, it got overshadowed by the Grand Slam. But Kyle Schwarber, his Grand Slam was awesome. He really didn't do shit in the ALCS. He, he was like 160 or something like that in the ALCS, yeah. like hitting. It's terrible. So when you're doing that overall, and then Xander Bogarts was also terrible at the plate. He's a whole different situation. He's probably so. So the news is he's probably going to be uh, the plan is to opt out after the 2022 season. But wants. To but be he does want to resign here, and he's willing to move to third base or second base. But that's where I'm going with this question, Jared. What do you think they're going to do this off season? And who do you think they're going to? Because they have to get these, some of these contracts done, and. I'm telling you, with this new philosophy that one of the richest teams in baseball is running with, which, like, fine, but I'd rather you guys approach it like the Dodgers do, where they just go bananas and they build a farm system. And then they're like, you know what? That shiny toy, Max Scherzer, get his ass over here. And then we're going to pay him to keep him here. Yeah. Mookie Betts, you guys want to give away one of the best players? Sure. Bring him over here. Come on in. It's a party. Um, time to party. Sam, um, Sam Kennedy basically said that they're going to be sticking with their plan, which does not excite me for this offseason. I told you, th- this is something that was going to happen no matter what. No matter what happened, whether the Red Sox won the World Series or they lost in the World Series or whatever, ha- their plan was their plan. They've overachieved in their eyes. They're ahead of schedule. Their plan is their plan. So they're not going to look at, they'll, they'll probably re-sign Rafael Devers, which they better. They're going to let Xander Bogarts get to his contract, opt out. They're going to let Z- Xander's going to test the market. I guarantee it. He's not going to sign. He's not going to sign right away. But at the end of the day, Xander Bogarts will be back here because short, even short term, you still need him to play shortstop. He said he's willing to move to third or second base. Yeah, I think now, like that meant like later. Like I like think A-Rod Devers, ev- Devers eventually, I think moves over to DH. I think that's what he's going to end up doing. Um, you're going to have Tristan Cassius come up. You've got Nick York coming up. He's probably going to be your shortstop of the future. Uh, or then, but no, this, but you drafted, what's his face? Um, yeah. Is, is Marcello? Marce- Marcello, Marcello, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you've got these trade pieces. You've got this depth now in the farm system that you didn't have after the Dombrowski era. But going back to what you said about the Devers extension, 
with this new philosophy. I don't know if they do. I don't know. They, they, I want them to, but they're scaring out, Nick, me. They, Nick, they've come out and publicly said a couple times now, Devers is a cornerstone of this team. We want them, him and Xander here for a long time. So if yeah, they but come is, out and isn't say that, that a Red Sox move? Yeah, but if they, yeah, but if they come out, if High and Bloom and them come out now and say that after watching what he did this year and then go, I right, never mind, bye. Like we all knew what Mookie had to leave. So whatever you want to say about Mookie out loud, great. You, we knew you had to trade Mookie. There was no option there. You can sign Devers and be fine. You have big, big pockets. Like that's the one thing that bugs me about this team is that Haim has clearly influenced the. We can win without spending all your money. Well, that's why he was brought here. I think. I think we can win think... without spending all of your money. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can win like one time without spending all their money, but we want to win multiple times. We want to win. Trying... A lot. He's trying to build what the Dodgers are doing, which excites me in the sense where, like, the Dodgers are spending money. And but they have the to spend money are... to do that, though. Like... I know. I know. But the Dodgers, I, 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 I'm I, not going to go back to when Andrew Friedman got hired. I don't know what the case was at that point. But I'm hoping that they build a strong base, which is what the Dodgers did, and then they create this long-term success, which is, I think, what they've been saying their plan is. So I'm not too excited for this offseason. Max Scherzer, sexy free agent. We'll wrap it up here. Max Scherzer. Uh, sexy free agent. Uh, Iglesias, is, is that his last name in Los Angeles? The closer? Uh, yeah, I think so. You need a closer, but his name is too big and he's going to get money. I don't think you sign him. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get, I think Red Sox fans are going to be disappointed this offseason because you're just no. going to move. You're starting. I would personally, I would like a closer. I would like a starting pitcher and maybe another bat. Uh, no, what's going to happen is Jose Iglesias will be re signed as your second baseman next year. Um, you're going to end up with Matt Barnes closing next year. Kill he me. signed. You're going to end up with Kill Matt me. Barnes closing, and then you might bring in a starter who doesn't – no one knows who they are. Well, so I think the starting rotation, if you, they, they talked about extending this qualifying offer to Erod, I think your starting rotation very well could be Sale. Chris Sale, Evaldi, Erod, Pavetta. Uh, Pavetta, and then either Hauk or Whitlock. Because people – a lot of Red Sox fans don't know this because he was a surprise this year. Garrett Wicklock's a starting pitcher. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not a bullpen arm. He's not a closer. He's a starting yeah. He's but a so starting Hulk. pitcher. So like, I think Tanner Houck would be a great long relief guy, and maybe yeah. closer or a trade base. If you want to trade him, you get a lot for him. But I don't know if that's the. But they don't. They don't. Heim doesn't the balls to do it. Yeah, I don't think that's the Heimbloom way. I think he's trying. I think Heimbloom is is going to sacrifice. And, you know, if they did what they did this year, it was all gravy to them. Yep. They got deep in the playoffs. Wasn't the game plan. And if they do that again, great. But that, unfortunately, them getting deep in the playoffs kind of gives the Red Sox front office and leverage to be like, look how far we made it now. We made it in one year. It's working. Like, no, you got lucky. But the one thing is, this team clearly got lucky. And the the streak, the ALCS was a clear picture of how the season went. Started off hot. Couldn't be touched. Best team in the AL East and the AL. And then just sucked and lost it. Like it was a total paint the picture of the season in like in a week and a half. We'll talk about it more as the season, as the off season goes on. Uh, Braves go Braves, Braves, Braves Astros six. world series, Braves, go Braves, Braves. And, Braves and six, Braves and six. Another free agent that I would love to see come here, but I just, I Tristan cash is coming, but uh, Freddie Freeman first base would be awesome. But oh, again, Tristan, oh, don't get me excited. Uh, that oh. yeah, that gets that gets it moving. But I just Tristan Cash is coming there. They've been so excited for this kid. I don't think they're going to put a log jam there at first base for him. No. But that's it. Couch Guys Sports Podcast episode number two hundred thirty in the books, guys. Go check out the Couch Guys Sports Network sponsor, ShockedEnergy.com. 
promo code CGS10 for 10% off your order. Go check them out. Great company. And also the Couch Guest Sports podcast sponsor, our guys and girls over at manscaped.com. Promo code CouchGuy20 for 20% off with free shipping on some of the best, not some of, the best men's grooming products in the game. Nick Wally, Jared Scali, guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Oh, wait, shit.